and I'm your host, Jody Lynn Smith. I am so happy to welcome Donna Tyson to our show today. Donna is a motivational speaker. She travels all over uh, the country and, and shares her insights and, and inspiration with, uh, gosh, the CIA, FBI, uh, Department of Transportation, Education, everywhere. And she's also been real active with the uh, American Red Cross and Bell Atlantic. And Donna, welcome to uh, Wow, You're Living the Life. How are you? Thanks, Jody. I'm doing great. Mm. I'm so happy to have you here. Are you actually uh, in, in Virginia uh, right now, or are you on the road someplace? I am. I have moved. I lived in Myrtle Beach for the last 11 years, mm. and I have a new granddaughter who is seven months old. Oh, and, congratulations. Uh, oh, I love it. So now I'm living in Colonial Beach, Virginia, on the river. Oh, it's so beautiful there. I actually, you know, when I head back to see my buds in, in Maryland, uh, I kind of cut up over there on, on 301. That's so fun. Oh, it is. It is. It's a different life. It's um, a very rural area, but it is just beautiful. And I've traded in my sunrise walks on the beach for sunset views over the river. <laughs> mm, gosh, well, you're still a water baby, I can tell that for sure. Absolutely. Well, you know, besides Water Baby, I guess people have called you all, all kinds of, of nice names. I'm going to say not, not bad names, but <laughs> preacher, politician, <laughs> comedian, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, how, did you, uh, how did you earn the, this uh, attention from people in, in that fashion? You know, it's really destiny. I never set out to be a motivational speaker. Um, I have always loved to talk, but I never thought I'd get paid to do it. <laughs> well, that's and, easy uh, to hear a woman talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I, you know, I was, I was a right place at a right time. Um, in my early years, um, upon graduating, I was 19, I fell in lust and got married and followed him to his hometown here in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and, um, and really moved to where he had a network of friends. And so I started to try to make a name for myself and figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up and, <laughs> um, and started a temporary employment service. I had worked as an employment specialist for years and ran summer youth employment programs and um, got tired of making other people rich, actually. Oh, I decided nice. to branch out on my own, saw that there was a need in the area and total ignorance. Um, had never been inside of a temporary employment service before, started a service on a $10,000 note and um, turned it into a very successful multi-million dollar company, um, had a weekly TV show, a weekly radio show, served on 12 boards of directors simultaneously, chaired every event you can think of. No matter what I dive, I've already raised money for the cure. Oh, my gosh, that's and, amazing. Um, well, you know, and I then went through a divorce at that time. I think there's always a price tag to be paid. We were very young when we got married, and and then I I really was quite driven by my career, mm. and um, that's where I found my feedback and my satisfaction. And went through a divorce when my children were seven, six, and four, and raised them as a single mom while pursuing that career. Wow. And such a challenge. Yeah, it was, but you know, it was so powerful, um, I didn't know any better. Sometimes ignorance is just bliss, and I really believed I could do it. And being in a relatively small area, you know, Fredericksburg and the surrounding counties were only 100,000 people. Um, I started getting a lot of recognition for um, 
you know, locally and on the state level and on the national level. It was just the right time and the right place. Mm. And then people would say, how did you do this? You know, how are you balancing your your personal life and your job? And how did you make this company successful? And I started sharing the things I believed in. And in the beginning, I would quote other people all the time. You know, I would quite quote, um, you know, all of the business leaders and right. the books and the motivational tapes. And then I found that the true power in it was in sharing my lessons and the things that I was learning. And it just took a life of its own. I've never marketed it, um, but I've been doing it 21 years and stay completely booked. And um, it's just taken a life of its own. Isn't, isn't that powerful how our own life experiences, you know, so many of us uh, women, we, we sort of just go about our, our day-to-day life and, and, and we don't really even t- uh, stay out, stop and take a, a moment to think about if we just share either our pain or joy or something that we went through with each other, you know, we can really help out so many people. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's the power of, of really encouraging women to journal I think if there was a single growth tool in my life that I would recommend as being the most valuable, um, it is to take time on a regular basis to just write out what you're experiencing, you know, how you're feeling, what your challenge is, what your solution is, and you really start to see that you're learning incredible lessons or either you're repeating the same mistake, <laughs> um, and that, that, that someone else is going through that. And when you can take that lesson and make a difference in somebody else's life with it, wow, that's just power. You know, I, I've heard a lot of people uh, talk about journal, even some of our, our guests on, on a Wow, You're Living the Life, so they sort of, they, they write it down, and, and suddenly it, it comes true. And, and mm-hmm. uh, I, of course, we write down a lot of things that, that don't happen, but it is kind of nice that when you articulate something, and, and whether you share it with, with uh, nobody or you share it with your best girlfriend, it, it does have a way of, of uh, coming, coming to life just by putting it out there. Oh, it really does. It takes it out of the swirl of your head mm. and, and puts it onto paper, and then you can start to separate out how to back it up. Because most of the time, the issues we're dealing with aren't really the surface issues. There's another question to be asked of, you know, and why, and why, and why. And yeah. you can back it up to a lack of balance, you know, of something that's going on in your life. You know, that, that's so powerful. And, of course, I hear a lot of times people saying, well, you know, I, I just constantly question. I have to know why, why, why. And, and what I actually find out is that when you, when you get lost in those whys, you forget about now. And, and that's, a, that's the difference between, like, following your passion and, and really living the life and, 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 and just avoiding the, the, the question of your own life. Have you found that to be true? Absolutely, and I think that's where your personal faith starts to come in. I think you back it up to a point um, that you really start to realize that you have set something in mind that you want it to happen, and you know why is like a little child, why can't I have what I want now? Yeah. And, um, and, and, and I think it, there's, a, there's a lot of self-help in that. But I think you can get lost in that. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the power of that is being in the now. One of my favorite quotes in life is the one that says, Yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, but today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. 
Oh, I do love that. That's so fabulous. Yeah, you and I we share a, a lot of things, and, and of course, I didn't realize that until I invited you to be on the on the show. But also uh, wrote wrote a uh, a book about some of my life experiences as a corporate executive, and and it's all about journaling and and just sort of writing down some of the okay. things that that helped me succeed, and and and, and uh, you know, but a lot of it was quotes, and, and quotes came from. A book of mine that that that's happens to be a favorite. A lot of people know me, and it, and I do refer to a, a contemporary version of the the Holy Bible for a lot of my inspiration. Do do you uh-huh. uh, go there for a little bit of uh, assistance in, in getting through your day to day life? I would be if I didn't tell you that's where I go for for all of my truth. Uh-huh. Um, if if you've been in the corporate world, you know that as especially women in business. Um, you've got to be sharp. You've got to be constantly studying. You have to really be able to to know what you're talking about, to hold your own. And so I am an avid reader, and I teach leadership classes and management classes and um, cultural service and communication. And I found myself recently realizing that I was studying so much of what other people said, but the very truth I was studying, all those books could be found found in the Bible. Mm. And they're just reworded. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Exactly. That was kind of the the gist of my book was like, hey, go find something in there that that speaks to you and and repeat it in your conversations. And and I've I've actually done it on a number of occasions. So how cool. Well, so you have that book. I'll have to get your book information also so we can do that. Have you ever read Lori Beth Jones, Jesus CEO? Oh, you know, I saw that, uh, and I was actually thinking of, of pairing my book uh, with that, and then there's another one out there that's uh, Soul Talk, Self Talk. You know, it's, it's kind of oh. like the same sort of uh, gist out there. Mine's called Talk a Different Game at Work, and uh, mm-hmm. it's how, you know, women and men can get it into the conversations. But, so, how neat. Yeah. So tell me about some of the, 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 the books that you just mentioned. What was it again? Um, that one is about Jesus CEO, and it's um, if, if someone is really looking at trying to lead an organization or a group on biblical principles, it's a really good book that takes management leadership principles out of the Bible and shows how they are applicable in today's society. Wow. Probably my favorite one that I talk about in my seminars right now is a book um, called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Have you mm. read that? Oh, no, but I'm going to tell you what, when, as soon as we get off the show, I'm going to go to the bookstore and get these <laughs> books. <laughs> I need to read because them. <laughs> this is biblically based, but it's on the four agreements of, you know, the ancient Toltec civilization. And in that, uh, they were the wisest of men, and they had to set up a society. And instead of covenants and restrictions and bylaws and thou shalt and thou shalt not, they picked four simple agreements and said if everyone would live by them, that you know they were sure that they would have a successful society and a positive synergy. And they are so simplistic. But you can go to any leading management book and find them. You can go to any holy book of any major religion, and they're interwoven. And there is specific scripture in the Bible that tells them as well. And, and they are, the first one is always tell the truth. Wow. The second one is don't take it personal. It's That's hard for you. us women, isn't it? <laughs> oh, and the third one was don't make assumptions. Ah. And the fourth one is always give your best. Nice. 
Nice. Not powerful. Yeah, it's very powerful in, in its simplicity, and 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 I love that that it comes from people that w- have been successful long before w- women ever entered corporate America, right? You know, I mean, way back in Absolutely. the in, in in the biblical times and all of that kind of stuff. So that's yeah. uh, that's amazing. You know, it's, uh, so many people they they talk about oh, don't talk about religion, and you know, it might might ruffle someone's feathers or whatever. But I think what we're talking about is faith, and and not so much on on the man-made concepts of religion, but just you know, what do you believe in? Who do you believe Absolutely. in? I think that's fabulous. And I think you reach a crossroads, whether you're male or female, um, especially in today's society. You know, we're taught to push and be successful and accomplish. And I, I'm telling you, if you would have dissected me, you would have found a, a, a career drive right up my back. I, I just wanted to make a name for myself. I was willing to pay the price tag. I gave it everything I had and accomplished a whole lot by man's definition of success. Mm. But I did it trying to tap into my own power, and you start to buy your own hype. You start to think that you really are invincible and that you're controlling it. And then life teaches us lessons that you're really not in control. (laughs) And that it isn't the circumstances that is where the power is in changing and altering that, but it is in the way you let them impact their life. Mm-hmm. And I started to really realize that everything I had worked for could be taken away in a moment. In, in seconds, that, absolutely. And they didn't find me. They, that's not who I was. And mm-hmm. I started to realize that it was, you know, in me understanding that I had been given specific gifts in my life to make a difference in this world, and that when I used them for my own power, they were going to continually explode in my face. Well, you know, I do think that, that that's what it's all all about is, is as women, we have so much power to not only lead a, a valuable life for ourselves, but actually influence that, that of others. And, and that's uh, what Hear Women Talk is all about. And it, actually what I need to do right now is take a, a break so that uh, we can share some of the other great news about the, the community here. We'll be back in a few minutes and talk more about leading a valuable life with Donna Tyson. And you're listening to Wow, You're Living the Life with me, your host, Jody Lynn Smith. And I'm so happy to be here with Donna Tyson, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, uh, successful businesswoman, and uh, now out there touching hearts and uh, really helping young women and uh, all those women that are not exactly 42, but close enough. out there uh, just living a life and, and uh, being passionate about uh, um, encouragement and empowerment of, of our of the women in, in, that we know and, and want to know. I would love to welcome uh, anybody who wishes to call in to our show and, and to talk to Donna. We're going to be uh, talking a little bit about her story, but certainly on hearwomentalk.com. You're welcome to uh, pop in on the chat line and, and send us a message if you like, and, and we'll get that to Donna. And then, of course, if you want to call at 646 646- Six five two two zero seven one. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, we'll get you on the air live. So that'll be great. Uh, Donna, thank you so much uh, for joining us. You know, I I, I love uh, re- reaching out and, and meeting a, another woman who is just so passionate about uh, caring about others and, and uh, you know just really touching the hearts of, of a lot of people. And 
you know, one thing I've, I've noticed is that uh, you're, you're not just doing it in your hometown of, uh, of, of Virginia Beach. Or actually, it's not Virginia Beach. It's Colonial Beach in Virginia. But you're actually hitting the road and, and sharing a lot of powerful messages and, and presentations to empower lots of people. Uh, can yeah, you tell us about it? Yeah. That's what I did for a living. I traveled the country for the last 21 years as a business motivation speaker um, and open up conferences and close them out and come into private businesses and do training. Um, recently, I wrote a children's book called The Red Bow mm. that is about self-esteem for young girls. And it's just amazing because it has um, taken a life of its own. And I am doing self-esteem talks in the schools and signings and going into foster family to Department of Social Services and to, um, oh my gosh, it, Girl Scouts and Salvation Army and church groups and anybody that works with young girls mm. and doing this talk. And it has just been amazing. It has just been the most rewarding work. Wow. Well, I, I have like tons of questions popping in my head about that. But before I really get into that, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what's, what's the theme of the book? How long is it? You know, give us the, give us the basic rundown on that. I think I sent you a copy of the cover of the book. Yeah. And um, it is entitled Red Bow. And it's a story that I used to share 25 years ago when I was directing some of these employment programs. It just, the characters kind of took a life of their own over the years with each time I told it and embellished the story more. And it's about a young girl that doesn't feel very good about herself, wishes that she was prettier and had more friends and more money and that her life was different. And she becomes very depressed. And mm. grandmother, who loved her dearly, sees what's happened in this young girl's life and takes her to her house and tells her she has a surprise for her. She takes her into the hallway where a family mirror is hanging on the wall and puts her hair in a ponytail and puts a big red bow in the back of her hair and tells her how beautiful she looks in that bow and that her eyes are sparkling and her skin is glowing. And the little girl looks in the mirror and goes, not bad, and gives Grandma a big hug and tells her how much she appreciates how she always makes her feel so special. And the young girl starts to walk home with her head down and her hands clasped in a very insecure fashion. And she remembers how Grandma told her she was so beautiful in that red bow, and she smiled mm. and looks up at the same time and passes a woman who sees her smiling, who greets her and tells, you know, wishes her a good day, and she thinks that it's because she's beautiful. And the woman has noticed how beautiful she is in the red bow. So she smiles bigger, and everybody that passes responds and smiles back and greets her, and she believes the red bow is magic and has transformed her, and she carries oh, herself wow. with this air of confidence. And when she gets home, the phone's ringing, and she picks up the phone, and it's Grandma, and Grandma says, Honey, you dropped your bow. <laughs> and she reaches up at her hair and says, No bow, and she can't imagine why. You know, this walk had been so different, and then she realizes the bow wasn't magic. No one had ever even seen it. Um, it was the way she carried herself, and mm. she had held her head up and greeted the world with a smile, and that was what made the difference. And that's what the concept of the red bow is, is that, we, you know, Eleanor Franklin Roosevelt said, no one can make you feel inferior unless you allow them. And to teach these young girls to hold their head up and to greet the world with a smile and carry themselves with value and that they're worthy, and then the world responds to that. Wow. 
You know, I have a, a call from Debbie, and, and I, I'm wondering if she's uh, got some thoughts about the, the red bow or, or something else that we were talking about. Well, welcome to hearwomentalk.com, Debbie, and, and uh, I'd love to, love to know that you know I, I'm happy that you're here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Hi, Miss Donna. I'm calling because I want you to know that I've worked with Donna firsthand. Oh, you um, have? Wow. She worked, yes. Uh, she has spoken to um, organizations that I have worked with. I have seen her touch people, both men and women, mm. particularly um, the men who I thought sat in the room with their arms folded thinking, yeah, go ahead, impress me. And at the end of her talk, came up to her and hugged her and shook her hand and said, thank you. Wow. You were fabulous and you touched me. Wow. That, so, that must make you feel great. <laughs> uh, Debbie, fortunate uh, to be talking to her. Oh, wow. Debbie, uh, you, you've, you've worked with her in a lot of different uh, places and, and that sort of thing. Uh, where, where are you from? What organization did, did you uh, meet her with? Well, I, I actually, the first time I met her, she was speaking at the Myrtle Beach Area Hospitality Association monthly meeting. But I can also tell you from a personal standpoint, she's one of the best people I've ever, ever met. And you won't meet, a, you won't meet an individual, a woman with a bigger heart than Donna Tyson. Wow. Debbie, that is such a, a, a nice, nice and kind thing to say. And, and Donna, how does that make you feel to hear that, that sort of uh, uh, feedback even long after you've left uh, Myrtle Beach? Well, I know who this is now, and it's oh, and, okay. and she goes by Deb, and that's why I didn't know who Debbie was. But she, um, this, this is a precious Yaya friend who has always had my back, and 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 makes me feel very blessed to have friends that believe in you and are always there for you. And Deb has been one of those, and she herself is one of the most giving people. She's now working with a children's hospital and making a difference every single day. Um, in the lives of families that are, you know, struggling with their children being ill. Wow, that's that's uh, fabulous, about Debbie. Me. <laughs> it's about her. Well, I I want to get to know. Uh, I want to definitely want to get to know Debbie a lot lot better. Uh, Debbie, do you, did you sign up for Hear Women Talk? I mean, I want I want to um, add you to my girlfriend network. We're all about that. <laughs> well, I will do that. But no, I have not done that yet. I just got done this email that she was going to be on today, and thought. I'm going to listen, and I'm going to call in and tell everybody. Wow. If you don't know her, you need to know her because she's one of the best people I, I know. Oh, my and, gosh. Um, well, I miss you. Yeah. When I lived in Myrtle Beach, Deb would come sit on the porch with me, and we would walk and solve all the problems of the world together over a cup of coffee. And um, and I miss those times. Wow. You know, that's what, girl, that's what having that. girlfriends is all about. That's great. Thank you so much for calling in, Debbie. I, I appreciate that that personal uh, note. And, and uh, you know, anybody else who, who may have uh, reached or, or talked with Donna in the past, uh, by all means, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear from you as well. I do know that besides, uh, uh, you know, being there for a couple presentations, uh, she has actually been involved in the hospitality industry to some extent. And uh, I wrote their um, customer service training program that they gave certification to all the businesses in Myrtle Beach for. And that was great fun. Martha Hun was the director then, and um, and she helped me get my foot in the door in that community. And Deb took me under her arm, and Mary Alice at the House of Blues. And, you know, the power of girlfriends is important, and that's why I'm so excited about this station, 
I think it's really important that we work together and hold each other up and, and promote each other's gifts. Um, that's, that's how we make a difference in this world. Wow. Well, I, I think you absolutely have. We, we just got a, uh, a lovely chat from, I may butcher this name. I did that yesterday to poor Michelle. <laughs> well, this is Angel. Uh, it looks like uh, Piantech. She says, I absolutely adore Donna. She's inspired me in ways she doesn't even know and realize in the short time I've known her. It's a wonderful gift, and I feel blessed that uh, she's sharing it with us. And, and uh, so is it, that's so nice. You, you go through life, and you're obviously leading a valuable life and touching a lot of girlfriends' hearts and, and maybe even people you don't know personally but in, in fact and then you're leaving this great positive exactly. feel it's so great well you know we always joke in my seminars i tell them that when i die that i don't want a funeral of people crying and weeping because you know i'm i'm in a happy place i'm 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 with god and i'm i'm happy i want a celebration of life i want there to be people who can honestly from their heart say you know she touched my life in a positive way, and I'm in a better place because she was here. And then I'm going to have food and music, and I'm going to have women pallbearers because mm. the men didn't take me out while I was alive, and they are not taking me out when I'm dead. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'll tell you what. You know, you're you're just so full of joy and, and, and kindness and, 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 a, and a strong faith, and that's, that's such a, a nice inspiration. You know, so many of us, we sort of, uh, you know, we're a little reluctant to share it, you know, what we believe in and, and, uh, and, and such something we can do with our girlfriends that's something we can do in business and, and I, I love seeing that that you're living the life in that way it's great no, you're so sweet. you know i, but, I know, um, oh go ahead i, go I was ahead. going to ask you a, a question about your your red bow book a little bit more so okay uh, i was just somewhat curious about uh you know how many places that you've shared that story because you know talking doesn't matter how old you are even though the, the young girls obviously self-esteem is is just a real big issue for for women and, and whether, yeah so Tell well, us you know, I'm going to churches, and I can do a Red Bow program for the churches geared on it. We go into women's groups, into sororities, and deal with the Red Bow talk, because it really talks about recognizing the gifts you've been given, using them to make a difference with others, and, and recognizing that you're not an accident. You're on purpose. And um, just, I've always sold the book for the last two years. It's a new book in the back of the room at my speaking engagements. Um, but now Joseph's Best Booksellers um, had taken it into their bookstores, and I think they had eight over the East Coast, and they're promoting the books and doing Rebo Days, and several of our local businesses here and in Myrtle Beach carry the books. Paul's Bakery Shop and Jabberwocky and the Pear Tree here in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and in Myrtle Beach, there were... Um, Gosh, I'm trying to remember all the places that were carrying it, but there were little boutique shops there that had had it. So, um, you know, like I said, it's taken a life of its own. It's an wow. exciting thing. Isn't that interesting how the the, the network just sort of uh, evolves when, when we're following our passion? And, and uh, I know you're a new grandma now, but you've been passionate as a, as a single mom sort of reaching out and, 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 and helping people, you know, children as well as young adults and, and you know, so 29-plus <clears throat> people out there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I love to sing. I love, I'm 55. I would love to have my body back and appreciate it better, but, but I love knowing who I am, knowing um, what my gifts are, what my strengths, what my weaknesses are, 
and 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 knowing you know that I'm on purpose while I'm here on this earth, and I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. I, I just I wouldn't. And and I get to write every month. I need to tell you that I write for uh, South Carolina Woman Magazine. That's all there in Myrtle Beach and Horry County and Florence and all over South Carolina. And Diane Dell is the editor and just a precious lady. And she lets me rant and rave and preach. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! Whatever my heart is, she just lets me go with it. That's and, um, amazing. And that has been so much fun and has really created a whole nother network of women that I haven't met in person but that read the article and get in touch with me. So that's been fun. Well, now, now I know why everybody says, how do you do it? Because you're, obviously you've written a book, now you're writing the articles, and, and uh, you give the, the, the different presentations that, that you give. There, there were some that I just really, really enjoyed uh, looking at on your website. Uh, it, was a, it had a balance. It was called Life's Balance Wheel and Pride and Professionalism. And, and you yeah. manage to do all of that. How do you do all that? You know, I think when you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, you you, you go into a different zone of time. I my life has changed dramatically. I told you I was quite a workaholic before, and in my early years, in my twenties and thirties, you know, I would work fifteen, twenty hours a day and function on three to four hours of sleep a night. I don't do mm. that anymore. Wow. I rise at five o'clock in the morning regularly, disciplined, and um, and do several hours um, of devotion time and journaling and, and and prayer and and really try to refuel myself so that I'm ready for whatever the day brings. And I'm in bed before ten o'clock at night. Mm, <laughs> nice. And um, <laughs> it's a whole different you know routine, but but it's effective and it. It works, and I and I really, um, I think that's my responsibility to refill my sponge with the things that inspire me. I don't think it's anybody else's job to keep me happy or motivated. Mm. You know, I I like uh, one thing that that obviously I like everything you said, but one thing in particular sort of popped out, and that is that. Uh, you know, you do take a little time for me, the, the me and you, and and so many of us women, we're we're, we're trained to give and, and we love to give and all of that, and we feel a little bit bad or a little bit guilty when we want to take that time for ourselves, yeah. and and uh, it sounds like like you've you've realized that that's a, a way that you recharge yourself and and you do it no matter what, right? Well, I wish I could say I did that all day long. I'm 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 very disciplined in my morning time. Um, because that's what gives me the fuel and the wisdom, you know, and the sense of purpose for the day. Um, I am still practicing saying no. <laughs> <laughs> but there's an old adage that says, you know, if, if every time you say yes to a new person or a new responsibility, a new program, a new committee, every yes you speak, means that something or someone already in your life it's a little bit less of you mm. and as women we need to remember that to because you know we've been given our families um you know we say they're important to us and yet we give so much out in the community and trying to help other people or, or do a good job and make a name our families get what's left over and, mm. and i just think it's so critical that we learn those healthy boundaries. Wow, you know it, it's so true. And of course, the, the other side of that, uh, you know, I, I was also a single mom for when my with just one teenager, not three, <laughs> and, uh, and and working in in uh, the the Washington D.C. area at the time. 
and uh, you know there there was a it was hard to to find time to uh, to, for, for ourselves, you know, that we weren't actually doing an activity. So, you know, we're, we're fortunate. Mm -hmm. We have a great relationship, and, and I took them all the baseball practices and all that kind of good stuff. But just that downtime and just enjoy uh, time as a family, that, that's such a, a rejuvenating kind of thing. And, and that's okay, I think, to do that sometimes. Oh, it is. You know, I, I love the analogy of a sponge. Um, you know, the sponge is, is brand new, and we take it out of the package, and it's beautiful and sparkly and shiny and everything and then we dip it in a pail of colored water and pull it up and it just oozes whatever it's been filled with and and then as you use that sponge it loses what's inside of it you know it, it, it begins to dry up and it becomes brittle and ugly and, yeah. and you keep using it and it's doing exactly what you brought it home for but it loses its power to be effective unless it takes time to go back and refill. Mm. And that's that's what we are as women. If we don't take time to refill our bodies and our souls and our minds, and, and you can do that through so many small things of, of reading a book or listening to music or stepping away into nature, um, you know, going to get a massage, um, you know, spending just quality downtime with girlfriends. Um, that's the refilling of the sponge that allows you to have something valuable to give somebody else. Wow. You know, that the, the whole girlfriend thing, that, that really is a very, very powerful thing. And, and, and we do sort of forget to, to do that, uh, you know, much more than uh, maybe we go to dinner once a month or that kind of thing. And one of the neat things about, uh, you know, the, the founder of Here Women Talk is, is Kay, and, and she was all about, you know, we, we need to be able to connect people, you know, at night through through the social network part, but we also have to create groups and, and, and opportunities for, for people to get together, whether it's on a Wednesday afternoon or a Friday night or whenever it Absolutely. is that you really need to meet somebody. So. And I am a strong believer in adult phone parties. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I just I can tell you that some of the best times I've ever had as an adult with my friends is when we just carved out a niche to be able to have no schedule and to spend the night at each other's house and to put on our jammies or as Deb would call them, fat pants. Oh, you know <laughs> what, that's great. What an awesome I idea. And just eat and play games and watch movies and laugh and wake up and be able to share a cup of coffee. And, and gosh, we just need to make time to do that. We do. You know, I did that with uh, some, some friends of mine. We all celebrate our 40th birthday, actually, at, at uh, one girl's uh, summer house. And yeah. uh, we were all high school friends, girlfriends, and we, yeah, a little bit in touch, you know, not a whole lot, a little bit of Facebook, howdy, howdy, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I will tell you what, we had some, some great experiences, and, and you're, that's exactly right. You know, we just enjoyed each other for three days, and, and it was like we had seen each other yesterday, you know. So that slumber party idea, it's a great idea. It is. It is. You just mm. gotta give yourself permission. My sister um, oftentimes looks at me. She's my younger sister, about fifteen years, and she'll mm. go, "You are so too." <laughs> 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 because I love the stuffed animals, and I love the things that speak and make me smile, and, and I love to squeal when I'm delighted. Yes. And um, I don't ever want to lose that. 
Yeah, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, and it's so easy to, you know, as you were you were mentioning, when we say yes to to uh, another person, we're saying no to uh, a lot of times to ourselves and to our girlfriends. And and uh, oh, you know, yes. here woman talks sort of about you know giving your yourself permission to uh, say yes again and and uh, that sort of thing. And I know that's one of your 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 key messages is giving our, ourselves. Uh, permission to to experience life and and, and follow your passions and, and just move on and you know when we come back from our break with Donna Tyson I'd like so much to uh, hear from our caller. Donna Tyson. Donna is all about uh, empowering women and you know whether you're 42 like our intro song or uh, 60 plus or I guess 80 plus if you're listening to <laughs> I'm all about it you know. Uh, we're talking about uh, ordinary people doing something extraordinary and uh, I think you'd have a hard time calling Donna ordinary. Uh, she certainly is just like uh, the girlfriend that, that uh, many of us have and, and are, are so proud to, to, to be associated with. And we, we've heard of, from a few of her girlfriends and, and past people. She's a motivational speaker and an author. And, uh, gosh, she writes for magazines and, and, and apparently touches both men and women's hearts everywhere. <laughs> Welcome, Donna. Uh, thank you. It's uh, great fun. Oh, I, I, you know, I love the, the whole sort of just conversational um, approach you have. And, and, and it's just so relaxed and nice. Oh, thank you. I'm following your lead. <laughs> <laughs> That's that whole peace, love, and happiness kind of thing, you know. Uh, I, I know that uh, you know some of the, some of the the things that that you're really super behind and passionate about is uh, certainly young girls' self esteem and and just being proud of who you are. And then for us older girls, uh, you know, just giving yourself permission to to turn the page and and move on in in life wherever you are. And uh, I know on the break we talked a little bit about about uh, looking at our own lives like chapters. And, and I just want to encourage you to share a little bit of what we were talking about with our listeners now. Well, I think for me, um, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in my life is really that we live our life in chapters. Do you know, I think it's so easy to set goals and, and create a vision for who you think you're going to be and what your life is going to be like. And we hold on to those at any expense. And I've really learned in my life that, that we live our life in chapters and that at different times of our life, we're going to have different people and different focuses and different circumstances in our life. And, and, and then that time comes to a close. And it could be when you're raising your children. It could be when you're in a job. It could be in a relationship. It could be the passing of a loved one that turns the page. And as I travel the country, I see so many people who who are holding on to the way it used to be and they're miserable and they cannot accept that circumstances have changed and they're they lose their joy they lose their ability to function and to feel on purpose and if we can somehow learn to say this is just a chapter and and this chapter is closing but there's a whole nother chapter ahead and this too is going to pass wow there's you know, such power in that. There, there really is power in sort of putting a boundary on 
on the things that maybe hold us back and, and you know, what an average, uh, I guess many women read. I, I read a lot and uh, write, write some also. And uh, gosh, how long is a chapter? What, seven, ten pages on average? You know, I think, I, I think that's the beauty of it being an individual, personal book. Everybody's chapters are going to be great, you know, and they're going to last for the length of time it takes for that lesson, mm-hmm. for that relationship to serve its purpose. And, and I think when it really hit home with me was when my dad passed, mm-hmm. and my mom, who had been married for 47 years, was devastated. She was oh just devastated, and she didn't know who she was anymore, and and she didn't want to give herself permission to be happy because her her mate, father's years, her soulmate was gone, and you know it's easy to give other people advice, <laughs> and and when we really you know teach what we need to learn the most, and I said to my mom. You know, Mom, I've done everything I can to try to make you happy, and I don't know how to do it. Mm. And if I gave you a magic Aladdin's lamp and it could give you anything you wanted, if you can't name it, you can't claim it. And, you know, we're living this book of life, and Daddy was our favorite chapter, and there'll never be another chapter like him. Mm. But, Mom, you deserve to have this chapter of life that is happy and has companionship and, and a new and that doesn't betray the time you had with that. It's just a new chapter. You know, I just love how you, you put it that way, uh, you know, the chapters and, and the book and that kind of thing. One, one of the nice things to sort of maybe add to that is that, you know, that, that chapter happened and, and it's part of your life. You don't have to forget about that chapter. You still have Absolutely. it. And just because oh, you turn I- that page, you still have chapter 7 or chapter 9 or whatever it was. It is, and it also gives you permission to redefine your goals. You know, I told you in my early years, if I stood before you and I was on this radio show, I would be telling you how I was going to be, you know, a successful emotional speaker and I was going to be one of the most famous. And I meant that and I was pushing hard at it. And that is not where I want to be in my life now. I don't want to travel 20 days a month anymore. I don't want to live in a hotel room. I want to be near my granddaddy. I want to spend... You know, time with her laughing. I love the peace and solitude of this chapter. I want authentic friendships. I want to be able to write my lessons. I want to be able to grow spiritually. And and, and it isn't about the recognition or the title anymore. It's about the fullness of life. Mm. You know, that, that's so important, and, and I think we can have that experience and that, that fullness of life uh, no matter where we are and, and, and no matter what age. One of the hardest times to do it, though, is when you're in a period of change. So, you know, we all make a oh, decision. Yeah, yeah I'm going to change. Yeah, you know, I, I moved to Myrtle Beach and left a, a, a career and a lot of friends yeah. in, in, in Maryland to come down here to be close to my family also. And, and I thought, well what the heck, why not come down here, you know? I mean, I'm single and always wanted to live at the beach. But then when I got here, I knew nobody. I was like, uh-oh. Is this a good idea? <laughs> That's the beauty of it. You get to recreate and write your own chapter. Then you get to pick the friend they're going to choose with. You get to pick the kind of house you're going to have, you know, be living in, undecorate it the way you want, listen to the music you want, go where you want. You are creating a whole new character scenario yeah it, it really that's really what was true it and then but how i actually got back into uh what i would call the the real living the life 
was an old girlfriend of my sister's from, you know, maybe 10 years ago, PJ, uh, made a call to Kay, who made a call to somebody, who made a call, and you know how it was, and suddenly I had like five girlfriends, and then I met some people in my community, a uh, shout out to, to uh, Ivy, and uh, she's a, an awesome lady, we're going to have her on our show uh, maybe next week, I hope. And uh, you know, but you just meet one person, and then you meet another, and another, and another, and that's the that's the power of of, of girlfriends, no matter where you are in life. So I really appreciate and I don't that. think it's an accident when you cross paths with someone. I really don't. You know, when the student is ready, the teacher always appears, and when you're ready to expand your heart or to learn a lesson or to grow, God is going to place people in your life that you may have never chosen or or cross paths with before but they cross at exactly the time that you need them or that you have a resource to give them. Yes, and and I, you know, just we got a, a chat from uh, one of your girlfriends, and in fact, that uh, you maybe touched uh, uh, her life uh, when you brought up the some some work about the the mission stuff that you do in Haiti, or your brother does, and yeah, yeah. It's not oh gosh, it must be from from Sue who traveled with me to Haiti. Yes, um, that is that. that uh, two years ago, I went on my first mission trip to Haiti with my brother, who is a full-time missionary in um, Venezuela for the past years and now working in Haiti. And it changed my life forever. I thought I was going on this philanthropic, oh, this will be great. You know, I can take money in and it'll look good on my resume and I'll meet some new friends and have a new experience. And I have never in my life um, experienced that level of poverty and um, and hunger and disease and just filth, and yet the people have the sweetest spirit. They have nothing. They have nothing. They have no. They have nothing to eat. They have nothing to sleep on. They have no walls. They have nothing, and yet they still have this hope in their heart, and they have the most beautiful spirit. It changed my life forever because I had really gotten to a place in my life, even though I was downsizing, where I still was surrounding myself with material things. And if I'm truthful, they were probably my reward for working so hard. You know, I deserve this. I busted my tail. I deserve this, this, this. And when I went to Haiti, I started to realize that I needed so little. And I learned to say, how little do I need instead of what more do I need? And, and it changed, oh gosh, it, it deepened my faith in God and in His presence in all situations. And it just, it's life-changing. If anyone can ever do that type of work, go for a, you know, a mission trip, in, in especially the Haiti area, mm. I would encourage them to do it. And Sue, my friend, and her husband came and went with me, and now they are going back on several trips, and it's been life-changing for all of us. Wow. And isn't that interesting that, that you were able to experience that, that life-changing moment with a girlfriend and, and, uh, and you both actually multiplied your efforts? As I understand from, from Sue that, that, that that connection she made with you led her to become so passionate about that. And, and she's gone mm-hmm. back several times since. And, and uh, maybe sometimes with you and sometimes without you. But you actually moved your girlfriend forward in, in life just like so many of the, the nice, wonderful people in Myrtle Beach have done for me <laughs> since I came. So. Well. And the key is, again, it wasn't about what we're going to do for us. Yeah. It is when you use the gift you've been given to make a difference in someone else's life. You know, you become the hands and feet of Christ. You become a conduit 
it's not about you. It's about taking what you've been giving and passing it on out. That is when that fullness starts. And it, it the ripple becomes bigger than any drop that you've dropped in. You know, you don't even know you've touched lives. Wow. And it's just fabulous that, that you can do that in, in, in uh, you know, right here in your hometown and then certainly internationally. And, of course, we're all uh, deeply troubled by what happened in Haiti. And then there's, there's floods oh. in other parts of our own country and tornadoes and, oh, God, the, the oil spill. I, I know so oh. many people that are, you know, volunteering down there and, and, and just trying to clean up the beaches. And, and they're just so – they're bonded in, in the sadness, and, and yet they find joy in, in being together and, and helping each other and moving each other and, and doing things. that You know, it's about living a valuable life. It is. And I'll tell you, if, if you if you are at a point in your life where you start to feel that there is no hope or that you have nothing to give or you've lost your joy, mm-hmm. um, I would highly recommend a book that is written by Viktor Frankl entitled Man's Search for Meaning. Mm-hmm. And um, it was voted one of the ten most significant books in the history of our society. But he was a Holocaust survivor. And he talks about waking up one morning and people marched into his village and changed his world, took away everything that defined him, that he loved, his family, his home, his material possessions, his ability to work, his ability to practice his religion, to go to church. And they isolated him and tortured him and humiliated him. And when he was rescued and the reporters asked him about how did he feel, he told them how good life was. And they were shocked, and they said, how can you talk about how good life is when you've just experienced the vilest that man has to offer? And he said, let me tell you what I've learned. My greatest freedom is my freedom to choose my attitude. They Mm. can take everything I have, but I cannot have my spirit unless I give it to them. And if we can remember that as women, you don't have to be defined by what's happening. You, they cannot take your spirit, whoever your they is, a co-worker, <laughs> an in-law, an outlaw, a yeah. family member, a neighbor. Don't let them have your spirit. Wow. And, you know, that's, that's what it's about, you know, with uh, following your passion and, and, and just really having that spirit in you and, and empowering others. And, uh, Donna, I'm so glad to, that I uh, could include you here on, on our show of, wow, you're living the life. You're certainly case in point of uh, not quite so ordinary, but a uh, woman doing extraordinary things. And uh, I'm so pleased that, that you continue to touch people's lives. If, if people wanted to find out about your Redbow book or your program or even some of your, your terrific motivational ways of dealing with change and, you know, after this show, uh, I'm certain they could find it on Here Women Talk because I'll put it on my blog post. But okay. how, else, how else could they reach you? They can go to my blog, to my website. That would be best. Mm. And it's www.drtyson.com. Mm. It's like Dr. Tyson or Dirty Fun. It <laughs> what kind of mood you're in. And, um, and they can find me through that. And I'm on Facebook. Oh, so they terrific. can Facebook me and let me know they heard it on um, the Hear Women Talk show, and I'd be honored to be their friend. Wow, that that that's fabulous, and and uh, of course we'll we'll have a a little bit of a profile for you on uh, hearwomentalk.com, and uh, they can connect with you here as well. Thank you so much for uh, being on the the Jody Lynn Smith Show while you're living the life, and we are broadcasting from the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Thanks, Donna. Great job, Jody. Keep up the good work. Oh, thanks, Donna.